Comtia's Community Forum is a one-of-a-kind industry gathering for both the highly engaged member and those new to Comtia, loaded with content and activities designed to improve our industry, our businesses, and ourselves. Save the date for CCF 2019, coming up March 11th through 13th, 2019, in Chicago. Welcome to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community, a podcast that features MSP space and interviews with members of the CompTIA Managed Services Community. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Breaking Barriers podcast powered by the CompTIA Managed Services Community. The Breaking Barriers podcast series is a community of industry experts who like to talk about technology, business, and how they all intertwine. During this series, we talk about ways to improve your business operations, find new services and solutions to integrate into your existing portfolio, and pretty much find ways to help you grow your business to help you find that next million in revenue. My name is Charles Love, and I'm with the Managed Services Community. I'm actually the chair of the community. If you have any questions about what the community can do for you, make sure you let me know. Today, joining me is longtime business associates, Alex Hoff. Alex, tell me a little bit about what you do. Hey, Charles. Uh, as you said, my name is Alex Hoff. I'm one of the co-founders here at Ovic, and uh, I think, you know what, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, we're ce- celebrating our seventh year uh, running this business. It's been an amazing ride. And uh, here at Ovic, um, we help MSPs get better visibility into their networks and ultimately deliver a better managed service to their clients. Nice. So what do you guys do there, like specifically? Um, yeah, I like to say when people not in our industry ask me what I do at Avic, I say we make really boring software, but we do it really well. And people ask, what does that mean? And I say, oh, yeah, we deal with SNMP and switches and routers. And they're like, okay, I, I'm glad I didn't ask. But, you know, for those on the audience who actually know, know what those, some of those terms are, um, we're a network management platform focused on the MSP community. We're 100% channel. And largely what we do is we help you do uh, an assessment of a potential community opportunity, go into a network, figure out what it is, figure out how it's all plugged in together, what all the devices are, how they're performing, and look for opportunities, how you as a managed service provider can engage with that company to deliver managed services, upsell them on new hardware, largely get better visibility into the network. So that's a lot about the proactive, but then I like to say, I always ask this question, you know, as an MSP, we all talk about backup disaster recovery. And, uh, you know, if you ask, it every, you ask every MSP if they have a strategy for their clients on, on backup disaster recovery, everyone says, yep, nailed it. You ask them how that strategy extends into the network, and they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that thing. Um, so these are the types of things that we, we automate. We help MSPs do a better job and ultimately help them scale faster. Nice. And wow, seven years. That's crazy. I remember meeting you at a, I think it was a, a channel con or it could have been seven years ago. I don't remember which event it was, but I'm pretty sure it was CompTIA related. And, uh, you know, I met you, we, we did a little business and whenever I would call for support, this guy by the name of Alex would pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much because it went to my cell phone, <laughs> you know, for a while there in the early days, you know, we had a, we had a, we're venture funded. We had a great engineering team, but, uh, I like to say the go to market organization was small and lean until we, until we hit our stride. And since then it scaled, but those early days, you know, there was me, my colleagues, Rob, on the sales side, and I was doing support with Krista, and uh, that's it. I would sit on all our chats. I would do it all. But, you know, that, that was then. 
uh, we scaled a little bit. We've got offices around the world. We've done an acquisition. Um, we have a, I'm looking at my support team actually through the window right here. It's uh, 12, 15 people strong now. So, you know, I, it, we've grown up. Um, it's been a wild ride and largely, I wouldn't say largely in part, you know, 100% in part due to the MSP community and, uh, you know, the interaction that we've had with them in terms of refining and delivering the product. For sure. So I've been doing network monitoring for a bunch of years now. Um, and I thought, who better to trade war stories than, than you? Um, I have a couple of things I want to bring up, and maybe that'll spark something you want to talk about. Uh, so uh, talking about network monitoring, right? When, when somebody thinks network monitoring, they think Windows and VMware and Hyper-V. But it, it really does go beyond that. Um, I have a couple of scenarios where we really leveraged it and actually sold the services to do it. And all because we put something in play, we actually had a little, you know, recurring revenue built in where we didn't really have to do too much. Um, the first one is I like to tell people I kept the beer cold. Um, there was a, a brewery where, you know, the new breweries, I can't think of what they're called. They're these little devices. They all have Ethernet ports. It's an Internet of Things thing where it controls something and it reports back to a software. Well, you need to know when those things are operational, one, and two, if we can work with SNMP, we can actually put triggers in to say, hey, this is happening, this is normal, and alert when things are not normal. So I had a tech who started messing with OIDs, and for those who don't know, that's like the guts of the SNMP world. Um, and whenever the temperature fell below a certain threshold through the counters, we actually created a ticket and sent it to the, the, uh, the guy in charge of pretty much watching the monitor. So he had an indication of, hey, something has been tripped. They now know about it. And we're actually able to help them do their business. So not just keeping their machines patched and safe from the internet, but man, we're controlling the beer. How awesome is that? It's very important to keep the beer cold. I mean, no one wants a, a boiling hot beer when they go into a bar. No, exactly. So you know, that was always a that was always a fun one. Uh, do Do you have any other you know kind of cool scenarios? Well, I, I've got the opposite of that, right? So everyone thinks of managed services. Yeah, they think about the desktop. Uh, they think about the computers. And you're right, bang on. The network is a fundamental component, especially as we start to consume more and more software as a service applications. There's less servers on-premise, more in the cloud. And when the network goes down, people freak out. And, and so it reminds me of a great story that I heard. It was over in the UK chatting with a, a group of MSPs. And the one guy stressed the importance of not having um, network management. He didn't. And uh, one of his technicians was on-site doing some routine hardware maintenance on the server. So he was in the, like, the server room. And all of a sudden, the network went down. What had happened... I'll tell you now, and then we can come back to it, is someone had been walking down a hallway. They saw a dangling patch cable, and they said, oh, man, that, uh, that doesn't look right. Let's plug that back in. And they inadvertently created a loop on the network, right? So when you get a loop in a, in a computer network, uh, an ARP request turns into a broadcast request, and that gets looped endlessly until the network goes down, basically. The only way to fix that is to find that loop and break it if your network is fairly standard. Um, and so what happened is the, the, the team here, this, this, this team, they're like, oh my God, it's this, our MSP. They're the ones who broke our network. We're going to scream at him until he fixes it. We're going to lock him in the closet because he's the one who broke the network. 
So this poor guy who's sitting in a server room has no idea what has just happened, has been now locked in. He's panicking. He calls his boss. Boss is like, well, no, it's no way you did that. There's got to be something else. Puts another tech in a truck, drives him on site, tries to trace the problem, ultimately finds the network loop and remediates. But like, think of that. You now had two technicians on site, crazy cost, panic, reactive. And ultimately it was because the MSP didn't have the right tooling to get visibility into the network or better yet, put the best practices in place to use stuff like spanning tree to prevent these problems. And so, you know, I find it funny because no one wants to have their technician locked in a closet, but, uh, you know, there's some, there's some takeaways there. It's, you, you need visibility. Like, you know, back in the days before RMM, how did you fix a server? You sent a guy on site. That's not scalable, right? And when we talk about building a scalable, sustainable, managed service practice, you really need to understand all aspects of the infrastructure used to help these people run their business. And a big component of that is the network. The RMMs focus on what they're good at. Other tools are focused on the network. And so that's, that's a little bit about we, what we do. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that, when leveraged, result in measurable impact, helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org slash register. It also brings me to another kind of funny, not funny story, but it goes back to having a customer actually ask you, hey, I have a real need in my business. How do we have technology fix it, right? And that doesn't always happen. So in this case, they, this customer has a, a, uh, like a guard shack, and next to the guard shack, there's a camera and all this, you know, it's on a private network, all that stuff, but all the stuff that operates the guards, the cameras, all that good stuff. Um, well, what happens when the cameras go down, right? And it's a secure facility. Uh, typically, when I get a call and say, hey, our DVRs are down, my typical response is, okay, um, let's call the DVR company, right? Because there's nothing I can do. I don't do DVRs. Um, but in this scenario, because I actually went into the customer, had that meeting, we actually sold a service to watch the guard check and the monitors, right? So now we're creating revenue just to make sure stuff is up. And we put workflows and procedures in play so that when things actually go south, we know what's what. This way, the customer's not calling us, going, hey, I think the guard shack is down. We're calling them, saying, hey, your guard shack is down, heads up. Yeah, that's the, the fundamental thesis about managed services. It's being proactive, not reactive, being able to identify a problem, get in front of that, and ultimately make your client feel good about the, the money they're giving you to help them run their business. So yeah, that, that, makes a, that makes a ton of sense. Because I can actually put workflow around it, right? If the guard check goes down, um, you know, I can send a ticket that says, hey, make sure you jiggle the blue wire, if that's the case. That wasn't the case here, but you know. But you can actually build things so your team isn't going nuts. But there's ways where you can kind of leverage technology, right? Network monitoring, everyone has to remember, it's not just Windows. Right? It's not just patch management. There's all these crazy little devices nowadays. In my office, sitting in the room I am, I have four Alexa little nodes that turn on my lights, my fans, my fish tanks, things like that. Yeah, like the, the, the whole concept of IoT. You know, I, I like to uh, bucketize IoT into two different categories. The, the useful stuff that helps drive a business, like you know, 
connected manufacturing plants. Then there's the other stuff, which is just novelty. Uh, I use a different word in the office, but the novelty stuff, internet, internet connected light bulbs. There might be a business reason, but you know, it's there. And so one of our, our partners shared a great story uh, about, you know, he's a really, actually he's a really, really good proactive as he does, does all the right things. But, you know, like, like many businesses, uh, you know, his clients lease his space in an office building and one night building maintenance came in Building maintenance, the guy's phone had access to the Wi-Fi for whatever reason, doesn't really matter. And he installed a whole bunch of internet-connected light bulbs. The business value proposition of those light bulbs was, you know, when they die, they send an alert. You know when to go replace it. I mean, that kind of makes sense. The side effect here is you install, you know, a couple hundred of these things, they take up your IP space. So what was really interesting is the next morning, all the employees of this company came in, they tried to get on the network, and they said, the network is down. Well, why was the network down? Well, all the IP addresses were now consumed by these new devices. So the IoT, the, the um, non-malicious act of putting, you know, putting these light bulbs in place actually did a denial of service attack to this office. They prevented the employees from getting on the network. Now, was that malicious? Absolutely not. But it was an unintended side effect of IoT. And so, you know, our partner, he was able to go into Avic, take a look at all these new devices and say, oh, you know what? We have a, a subnet problem. We need to increase the scope because this just happened. Now, there's other best practices we could do going forward, but, you know, like, how do you foresee that? Like, that's, it was completely out of his control. And so this mass influx of devices is, it's going to have an impact to the MSP. And what are we going to do about it, right? Oh, for sure. And now with uh, you know, Christmas is, is right around the corner and all these new devices are coming online. So it's, it's going to be a story that gets repeated over and over again, but that's funny. I didn't really, I didn't really think of that, but that, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, I can't make these things up. Like I, uh, I like to, re- I like to say, I like to rely on, uh, you know, our partners sharing these stories so I can use them to my own benefit. Um, it's just, you just can't make this stuff up. Yeah. So in closing, I, the, the one thing, if, if anybody takes away uh, anything from this from this podcast, hopefully it's, you know, A, keep the beer cold, uh, B, watch out for those new devices, right? And, and C, look for ways to kind of capture revenue on actually helping your customer with business-related items, right? Um, a lot of MSPs hate those printers, but you know what? Maybe we should be monitoring them just to make sure they're up. Things like that. You know what I mean? Um, well, Alex, I appreciate the time you spent with me today. Do you have any parting words before I kind of move on? Uh, you know, just if you're interested in checking out Avic uh, or have any questions on, on how uh, network management, whether it's us or somebody else, can help your business, email ROI at Avic.com. We'll send you a, a marketing kit, so to speak, of how uh, you can help position managed network services into your day-to-day operations and create a net new revenue stream. You know, trying to tease apart the expectation of your existing clients saying, oh, you should do everything for us and differentiating and putting value on the things that you're doing proactive, like Charles described with his, uh, his beer monitoring as a service. So yeah, I mean, always love to hear from our partners, prospects, whatever, but uh, if you're interested, ROI at Ovic.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate everyone for hanging with us today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and let your friends know. We're working hard to bring you new forward-thinking podcasts in little bite-sized chunks. 
If there's a topic you really want us to cover or there's something you want us to go a little bit deeper on, go ahead and shoot me a tweet. My Twitter handle is Charles J. Love. Uh, that's C-H-A-R-L-E-S-J-L-O-V-E. Just do the hashtag of podcast so I know what it's about, uh, and I'll be happy to kind of reach with you uh, offline. Again, I thank everybody for listening to the Breaking Barriers podcast. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community. You can find more episodes and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.